Welcome to Digging Into a Bible. Hey, hey, welcome to Digging Into the Bible. My name is Jim Barnard. This is a production of Tiller Coaching. Okay, it's day 53, and yesterday I was flying without a net, and I didn't even realize that I had fallen. Um, I, I called the place in Athens where Paul went to, I called it the Areopagus, when it's more correctly pronounced the Areopagus. Maybe that's not a big deal, but um, to me, I want to get this stuff right, or as, as right as I can. And so, um, yeah, today when Paul is giving this speech at the Areopagus, I want you to pay close attention, because I think that this is one of the strongest gospel presentations ever recorded. Um, it's so good. It's brilliant. Um, with that as the backdrop, let's go ahead and dig in. This is Acts chapter 17, starting at verse 22. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious, for as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling place that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of men, uh, the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, we will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst, but some men joined him and believed, among whom were also uh, Dionysus, uh, the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. All right, so this is Paul live at the Areopagus. Okay, um, you've you've heard of Yanni live at the Acropolis. It's one of the greatest albums of all time. Um, I can't say that I've ever like sat down and totally um, listened to it, but um, it it is quality. Um, I know that much. Um, you know, the it's interesting because where Paul is is it's it's right across the hill. There's like two hills right next to each other. There's where he's at, the Areopagus, and then he's overlooking the Acropolis. And the Acropolis is such a good example of things made in, in like by man's hands, um, you know, to, to made to, to like worship the gods. And, you know, like he's saying the true God doesn't need that. And he's like looking at that, like the Acropolis, like the true God does not need that. What, what the true God needs is us. Like he, 
He created us and every living being. And it's, it's not just the Jews. It's every single person that has ever lived on the face of the earth. That's you. That's me. That's all of us. He made each of us. And he's close to us already. He's desperate for us. Um, and, and Paul makes these great references, um, you know, even using like some of their own language to talk about, you know, your being, you know, the, the offspring of God. He's referencing this, this altar that's made because the, the people of Athens, like they are very curious. They want answers about where they come from and where they belong, what their purpose is and what the afterlife is going to be. They fill in the gaps with a lot of these uh, wrong answers and idols and, um, and just different things that are just false. And, and so Paul is there saying, well, you, the, the unknown God, like, I know him. I want to introduce you to him. And, you know, certainly not everyone in the crowd is going to be receptive to this. But um, there are some people that, you know, do grab hold of this. And Paul does a great job to see this gospel message all the way through to like the day of judgment. And, you know, if you think back to what I said the other day about, you know, the, the letter to the, the Thessalonians, Paul was not able to fully give that gospel message. And, you know, certainly what, what's given here is limited, but, you know, Paul is, is learning to give the whole thing and, and he's doing it very succinctly and powerfully. And a lot of people in Athens are coming to faith. And what I think is so powerful about this is Athens, like, makes me think so much of today's day and culture. Like, there are so many people looking for an unknown God, and they're looking for it in many different ways, in sex, in drugs, in alcohol, uh, in power, in money, in just so many different ways. And, you know, Paul's encouraging me and reminding me that, you know, these unknown gods that, that you are seeking after, I know the real God and I want to share them with you. So um, that just inspires me to have courage to go stand up on a hill and, um, and, and preach it hard and, and preach it accurately. So that's what I have for today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow as we move on to Acts chapter 18. I'll see you then.